Welcome to Career Revisionist with Dr. Grace Lee, dedicated to doers, dreamers, and realists who want more success and satisfaction in their life. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a fulfilling career where it's all about doing work you love and growing your income without sacrificing your values? And here's your host, a late night owl turned morning person, Dr. Grace Lee. Late night owl. Yes, I used to be a late night owl. How many of you can relate to that? I mean, how many of you listeners are late night people? How many of you feel that the nighttime is really where you do your best work? Or where you feel the most alert and you just want, and that's just the time where you feel like you enjoy life the most? And that was me. I mean, during college, it was really busy times. I mean, I was taking at least at the minimum in, in university, six courses every semester, at least. And on top of that, I had these lab courses too. I mean, I was my major was in life science and biochemistry. And some of these chemistry courses, biochemistry courses, they had a lab component. And one lab would be like four hours. So it was extremely busy times because Every single one of those courses, they had exams, assignments, tests as well, and these like pop-up quizzes, and it was just extremely busy. But I always found that, like, I, I'm I'm always the type that would prepare ahead of time, so I never le- I never left preparing for exams and assignments till the last minute. I was never that type. I was not that type of student. But even so, I, I found myself studying late into the night quite often. And that was just when I found that I retained information the best. And it wasn't about, it wasn't about just the fact that it was dark and, and, and quiet because most people are sleeping at that time. But it was just my, my body's natural rhythm that I felt that the nighttime was where I absorbed information where I retained it where I felt the most alert and so after after going through college I mean I I finished college after my PhD and I started to to get my first job and start working that changed it really went upside down and and one of the reasons was because now instead of going to classes you know sometimes I had 8 8 a.m classes 8 30 classes and I always felt like I was not functional at the time but you have to go because classes start at eight but when you're done when I was done college and I started working of course you know they my first job my boss said that you have to show up you know before 10 or we like that you start work at nine or something or something like that there's like there's guidelines and now you have to listen because your boss told you so and so this was like it's it's really different going to work from and going to class is such a different mindset because now you have this whole new realm of responsibilities it's a whole new world. So then it was an adjustment and at first it was like I felt like how oh, I don't know how I'm going to do this but then you just do it. And now that I you know I'm I'm I work on my own business and I'm an entrepreneur I think that while my 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 natural body rhythm i still find that i am the most creative you know because i have to i create i innovate i serve people i coach people and i find that i'm i i innovate my my innovation my creativity is the highest in the kind of like those late mid to late afternoons where I'm just about to have an empty stomach, but I'm not like, I'm not starving yet, but it's just like an empty stomach uh, right before dinner. And then another time is in the evenings after, after dinner. And those are the times where I have the, my best idea. So I always block those times off for doing my best work and the deep work that I need to do as an entrepreneur. 
And I thought so. So I thought that I would share that with you because today, what I want to talk about is productivity. And and I, and I remember speaking on this topic before in one of my earlier episodes of Career Revisionist. But today is a little bit different. I last time I talked about things that you could stop doing in order to be more productive, and so now I wanted to talk about how to be more productive at work and how to stop wasting time and, and and kind of like you know productivity we all we all strive for it we all want to be more productive we all we want to do more in less time get more done and feel accomplished and so what i thought i'd do is i wanted to start up by defining productivity i mean what does it mean to be productive we strive for it all the time so why is it just that we want to get more done? Is it just that we want to make sure that we check off as many items or all the items on our to-do list so that at the end of the day, we feel like we've got a lot done or that we want to prove ourselves, prove to ourselves or to our bosses or to our supervisors that we are effective workers. And so I thought about that. And to me, this is my opinion, productivity is more than just getting stuff done. It is more than, it's not about the to-do list. Because when you're productive, it means that all the things that you're doing are moving you progressively towards your worthwhile goals at work. So being productive means that you have to know what your goals are. They have to be definitive and they have to be clear. So it's really difficult to be productive if you're not sure what you're working towards. If you haven't, if you, if you haven't clarified that and you don't have clarity for yourself on what you're working towards. Otherwise, Absent goals, what you have here is busy work or a to-do list. Of course, a to-do list can help keep track of the things you need to do to be more productive by my definition, but a to-do list only it keeps you more in busy work than, than productivity work, right? So what I'm going to do is give you a few secrets on how to be more productive. And what I have is a list of nine so nine secrets on how you can be more productive. So let's get to it. Secret number one is to know the difference between busy versus productive. So for every task that you're going to do, every ta- activity that you're going to do in your work, ask yourself, is it moving me towards forward? Is it moving me forward or is it moving me backwards? Because Remember, product, by, by definition, productivity is progressive movement towards your worthwhile goals. So if something's moving you forward, then it's being productive. If it's moving you backwards, then it's busy work or not moving at all, then it's busy work. Because you can have a, a, a thousand things to do in a day. I'm over-exaggerating. So let's say you have 50 things you, knew, you need to do in a day. Not every single one of them will move you towards your goals. Some of them you need to get done, yes, but then it's busy. It'll keep you busy and it will necessarily compete for your time that you could be more productive. So when you're aiming for success, it's really usually just two to four things that you should be doing. So let me give you an example. Let's say that you want to get really fit and you want to have a six pack of abs and there are so many things that you need to do that compete for your time. And say that is your worthy goal, that you want to get really fit and you want you want the six pack of ads. And this is something that you have been dreaming for for a long time. And now you just woke up one morning and you said, this is it. This is my goal. I want to accomplish this by six months or eight months time. So say if that's your worthwhile goal, you have to focus on, there's, there's, there's really two to four things 
that you need to know that you need to focus on that you should be doing to reach that goal. So for example, you need to focus on changing to an appropriate diet. You need to focus on exercising daily and making healthy lifestyle choices. So let's say those are the three. And everything else is going to be moving you backwards. So really, in every single activity, a worthwhile goal, it all boils, it boils down to just two to four things that you should be doing, right? So let's say you want to start a business, then you would, you should focus on creating something that people will buy. You want to focus on marketing to the right people and sales, right? So what are, what are those two to four things that will really move that needle towards your goal? And that is productivity. And when you narrow it down like that, what happens is that every single day when you wake up every morning, you know exactly what you need to be doing to be more productive and chunking it down for you to two to four tasks each day. What are they in that pocket? So if you're going to lose weight, and, and get a six pack, you want to get really fit and get a six pack, then with among those three things, diet, exercising daily and a healthy lifestyle, among those three things, every single day, it boils down to a big three, you know, three activities, or one huge activity, that will knock down all the rest. Right? Okay, so but the problem is that we get so distracted by shiny object, or things that seem more exciting, or things that are more popular, etc, etc, etc. And so there are hundreds of things that compete for our time and compete for our attention, and that we would rather do. And so we run off. And then we seem like we don't have time to do what we really want to do. And then the things just keep piling up on our to do list. And then the focus becomes checking off items on the to do list. And it just keeps us busy, but not productive. And the problem with being busy is that it often leads to overwhelm. But we're overwhelmed because the number of tasks that we do far exceeds the number of time we have to complete them. And that's what causes overwhelm. Overwhelm really happens when you don't have clarity of your vision or what you really want in your career. Because if you don't have that vision, you don't have your goal, then you actually don't really know what to do, but you know what you have to do because it's on the to-do list. And if you don't know what you have to do or what to do to get you move you towards your vision, then you get overwhelmed because it's so easy for busy work to fill your schedule, to fill that to-do list. But the problem is that not all of your tasks get you to being productive. So in other words, they don't help you to accomplish your worthy goals. So if you know what you really want, then it's easy to say no to the things that don't bring you towards it. And that's the other thing. It guards you against all the distractions that compete for your time and attention. When you have that clarity, you know what to say no to. All the things that don't bring you towards it. And every time you go to that checklist, is it busy? Is it productive? Is it moving you forward? Is it moving you backwards? You will know once you have clarity of your vision. So secret number two, So that was secret number one. Secret number two is to set goals and deadlines to complete them, to complete your goals. Because you cannot know if you're on your way to accomplishing what you want to accomplish if you don't have a timeline. A timeline is what gives you a scorecard that you use to measure your productivity, right? It's like if you go to a sports game, any game, pick any game that, you, that you're passionate about, they keep score. Otherwise, how do you know who's winning? If they didn't keep score and it was just a game for fun and then everyone just gets a, a, a ribbon for participation, it's not is exciting anymore. People wouldn't be as passionate about that sport, right? You wouldn't have cheerleaders. You wouldn't have fans. You wouldn't have all those jerseys and all that paraphernalia that people are so excited about when they attend the game if they didn't keep score. 
Same thing with life. Same thing with career. Having a timeline gives you that scorecard because it gives you feedback on how you're progressing. It gives you feedback on if what you're doing is working or if it's not doing. And more importantly, what's relevant is it gives you feedback on if you're being productive, right? So how do you know if you're winning if you don't keep score? And the way to score, the way to keep score is to set goals and deadlines to complete them. Now, secret number three is to have a proper have proper discipline. This means that when you have discipline, it means that you are conscious about choosing the right daily actions and developing the daily habits that will ensure that you take those actions. Because having proper discipline is is nothing more than taking control of your days by being conscious about your actions and your habits. Because if you're not in control of your days, then someone else or something else is, right? So if you don't, if taking control of your days and scheduling your days means that you respect your time enough to not let other things or other people overtake it. But if you don't take control of them, then something will come into your life where you will give it attention. It'll compete your attention and it will win. Or someone will come in and take your time or request some of your time. And it'll be difficult for you to say no because you don't have boundaries or guidelines on whether or not it is busy or versus productive. Right? So schedule your days and stick to your schedule. Your schedule has to mean something to you. It has to mean something. It has to be real. It has to be real with deadlines and boundaries. And that's the only way for you to, sh- to convey that you respect your time. And when people see that, they will respect it too. Because one of the biggest obstacles you will face is how other people will use or misuse or even abuse your time. And that affects the degree that you can achieve your peak productivity at work. Because if people come in and they step into your office uninterrupted, you know, it's not, not an un, sorry, not in uninterrupted, but they come in unannounced. I mean, pardon me, not uninterrupted, but they come in unannounced, right? And they have what they call an emergency or they need a favor, or they need a help, or whatever it is. And, and then they, and, and if you don't have boundaries, if you don't respect your time, that interruption happens. And whatever their request is of you, of your time, it could be just simply using your time, but maybe your time could get misused or abused. And if that happens frequently enough, then that's where you will be moving backwards and backwards and further from your goals. So if your schedule is real to you and it has clearly defined boundaries, then others will respect it too. So this is a discipline that you have to cultivate. And by doing so, it's simply about deciding to do what's important that will move you towards what you want in your life and what you want in your career. So secret number four is to create a system. Now, a system is extremely important. What what I mean by that is when you system, you create you create processes, you create routines for yourself that are easy to do, that ensure that you're compliant and they are replicable. And so characteristics of a good system is that it works with your strengths and it focuses only on what is important. It introduces structure and organization and it's replicable. You can keep doing it every day, right? It's not so complicated. It doesn't, it doesn't change with the wind, but it is very predictable for you and it's replicable. 
And if you have that in place, it helps keep you on track to just be doing those two to four things that I mentioned earlier that lead to true productivity. So you're just doing the core things. Let's go back to my example. Let's say that the example of you have a goal of getting really fit and getting a six pack of abs. So if you were to put a system in place to that, you want to focus on those three core things, which was diet, exercise, and lifestyle. Right? Those are the three, the three core things in, in, in my example. So you want to create a system around that. So a system could look like this. It's where you block off your time, you respect your time, and you have the discipline scheduling. Say you get up at six o'clock, you do your morning routine, and right after that, you, you eat your breakfast, and, and an hour later, you go to the gym, right? And so that that is your your system. It is a system that you a system where you prepare and you pack all your gym equipment or your you lay out your exercise clothes clothes at night. And this is something you get into. It's a habit that you adopt and you just have the habit of laying it out. So then in the morning, when you're in the morning, you can clear out your morning routine, you have breakfast, you clean up after breakfast, and you're all ready to go to the gym because you've already packed your stuff the night before. So then you go to the gym and then you have a system where when you when you come back from the gym, your office work and your schedule is already laid out and you already know what to do. So you don't need time to to cool down and you don't need time to to think about and to get amped back up to do the work that you need to do. So systems are create these habits and they maintain the momentum that you can keep going. Because without a system, your goals would never happen. Because there'd just be too many piece, moving pieces and you wouldn't know where to begin. You know, take, take, especially if you are trying to build a career or you're trying to transition or have a, a, a career change. There's so many moving pieces there, right? It, it, it encompasses different areas of your life and it, it may, and it will certainly include other people, you know, your family, your friends, your colleagues as well. So with all these moving piece, pieces, without a system, your goals would never happen, right? So then I'll give you an example. This is a true example of, of a system that I had so when I give you that example of getting really fit and having a six pack of abs, that was actually me, right? I, I woke up one day and I decided for myself that I'm going to get a six pack because I never had one before and I want this. No, I want this. I'm, I've always been a fitness buff for lack of a better term. And so I set out for myself that, that one year and I think it was at the beginning of year sometime and I said, I think I'm going to get really fit, you know? Who said girls can't do this? And so I set out for it. And so here's, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with you the system that I used to get my six pack of abs. So here was my system. So you take one week, Monday to Sunday. And what I did was, okay, again, those three things was what I focused on, was the lean diet, exercising every day, and a healthy lifestyle, right? So then the diet was really important because if you want to, have if I wanted a six pack and I was reading up on about it and I had I also had a an online uh, fitness coach as well and I read up on about it and there was there's things I needed to do like up my protein intake and I needed to have a really lean diet so I knew I was I was going to count my macros my macronutrients and I knew the ratio of fat carbohydrates and proteins I needed to intake and Eating out, if if you go dining out, it's going to be impossible to keep those macros in the in the correct numbers. So I had to cook for myself to make sure that I I have the right intake. So the system I created was that on every Wednesday on the week would be the day that I do meal planning. So meal planning on Wednesdays, and on Sunday morning was when I bought all the groceries. Right, I created a list 
I had a list set out for myself on Wednesday. And then on Sunday morning, I would go grocery shopping and buy everything on my list. And then that afternoon, I would prepare the meals from Monday to Wednesday so that it would be fresh. Because a lot of the stuff that in, in my, a lot of the ingredients were very perishable because they were fresh. So then I wouldn't prepare the whole week of meals because by Friday, it would, things with the vegetables would start to get old. So I would prepare meals on Sunday afternoon for Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, right? And then, then my system worked with my strengths because I'm very organized in the kitchen and I also know how to cook, right? Otherwise, if I didn't, if, if I didn't know how to cook and I didn't enjoy it and, and I wasn't organized, just, that was not my strength. So say, for example, that was not my strength, then I would introduce more already prepared items or I would hire help, right? But my system focuses only on what's important, which was to get a six pack and it gives me structure and organization at each meal. And it's replicable, because I know, oh, Sunday is groceries, Sunday is Sunday afternoon is meal prep, and uh, is preparing, and I would actually package the meals in, and I and I had these glass containers for each meal of the day, each and every single meal of the day, and Wednesday was planning, planning, getting a grocery list for of ingredients, and it was replicable because it was predictable. I knew exactly what was coming and what I needed to do, and it played to my strengths my strengths of knowing how to work my way around the kitchen. I cook very well and I'm very organized in the kitchen. So it played to my strengths. So set, create a system for yourself to help you ensure that you are productive in moving you forward progressively towards your goals. Okay, so secret number five. Secret number five is proactive planning. The more planning you do, the easier it will be for when you take action. So you want to spend all the time thinking about it before you actually go and do it. And, and you know, I've been guilty about this before where I have an idea and I am definitely an ideas generator. I am a visionary. I see, I have foresight. I always see, you know, 10 steps ahead. Like I'm that person that I generate ideas and I just want to soar really high with them. I want to take my ideas and run, right? And, 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 and so more times, more often than not, if I do it that way and I work on my impulse, you know, my, my, my drive and my motivation, my, my have, I have inside motivation. If I only fed that, more often than not, I would run into a lot of challenges and more often than not, it would, you know, I would, I would need to iterate. And I found that when I pause and I spend more time planning before taking off, before actually going out to do it, the easier it was when I actually went to take action. Because knowing what to do prevents you from being reactive. And that's what I found myself caught up against. The, the challenges that I faced when I go and I launch it and I just take action because on impulse, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so results driven you know, and I'm impatient. I want results now. So if I if I did that and I spend more time in taking action really fast and less time in planning, if that was me, then I spent then I found that there were a lot of things that happened where I needed to react to and iterate and pivot. Right. So if you as you spend time in proactive planning, then it prevents you from needing to be reactive. So figure out for you what is truly productive that move you, moves you towards your goal and spend some time thinking about it and proactively planning the route to get there, the mission to get there before actually going out to do it. And secret number six is eliminate distractions. 
And here's your permission to be selfish. Be selfish with your dedicated work time in order to leave the legacy that you want to leave behind. So if you have your schedule worked out and you respect it and remember it has to mean something to you, it has to be real. Be selfish on that time that you worked out. This is your dedicated work time. And when you are in your dedicated work time, because you've set that out for yourself, then you have to block out everyone else. Don't let anyone else take that time from you, especially if you schedule it at a time where you know you're at your peak performance. That's the way that you can get to the next level. Right? If you're selfish to your time, it really means that you will be unselfish in other areas because you will get the success that you want. And when you have it, when you start to have success and you stack success upon success, then you can have the resources to be unselfish, incredibly unselfish, incredibly generous in other areas. So set a time when you will be doing your dedicated work time and set the time when you will be doing busy work. Allocate it. You can't avoid busy work. You know, busy work are things like going to get the groceries or, you know, filling the car up with gas. That's like busy work. And you will, you need to get that done because life goes on and life happens. So set that time when you'll be doing busy work. But it cannot overlap with your dedicated work time. And that'll ensure that you eliminate distractions. So secret number seven is to replicate success. And yeah, it, the, the thing is, in, in business, the, in business, Wisdom is knowing that you are in a competitive market. I, I mean, I know there's a lot of there's a lot of belief out there that if you're wanting to start a business and you say to yourself, let's say you want to be a photographer, and then you kind of take a look out there and you say, oh my gosh, there's a ton of photographers out there. I can't compete. It's too competitive. That's one way of looking at it. The other way of seeing it is that if it if there are competitors that means the market's working. That means there are people buying, right? And so the same thing is here, the same thing is true. The same principle applies to productivity. If someone else, and here's how it applies, if someone else has done it, so can you. If someone else has achieved the productivity level, if someone else has been productive and because of their productivity and their discipline and their systems, and they have got so much done that you could never imagine someone could get done in that period of time, then so can you. So then the way to do that is to look at the people who have that kind of success that you want and study them, study the masters of their careers, the ones that have really created and are true leaders in their career and replicate what they do. It's a learned skill. It's not, you don't, you aren't born with it. It's not innate. It's not natural either. It's a learned skill. And then you observe them, you master them, you replicate what they do, and you take what serves you and you throw the rest away. Secret number eight. Secret number eight is to put in the time. And it, does, it takes time. It takes time to gain the momentum. It takes time to make sure that the momentum is long-lasting and, and that it sticks so you, the, so the greatest thing that you can do is to hone the skills that you will need. And you put in the time to get better at what you do. And the magical thing is that when you put in that time and your skills improve and you get better at it, you actually work faster and you're more productive. So getting better means that you eventually will be able to do it in less time. 
because you're just so good at it that it didn't take you as long as it used to. So put in that time. That is the best investment of your time. Secret number nine, the last one, make a checklist. So make a simple checklist to ask yourself if you did it or if you didn't. I mean, checklists are really golden. I mean, they walk you through the key steps in any complex procedure. And changing your career, building a career, transitioning your career is a complex procedure because there's so many moving parts and there's so many things to consider. So a checklist will help you deal with the increasing complexity of your responsibilities. At this point in your life, as you get older, as you go into different stages of your life, you have differing responsibilities, growing responsibilities, more responsibilities. And they're more complex. Each responsibility is more complex. It involves other people as well. It affects other people's lives. It's just, there's a lot of nuances and complexity. So having a simple checklist helps to make sure that you don't miss a step or you don't forget a plan or you don't forget to plan property, right? If you think about, um, like say for example, you know, doctors and surgeons, they, what they do is very complex, simply because the human body has a lot of complexity and health, our well-being is very complex as well. And there's a lot of factors that even the best doctors don't understand about illness, health, and disease. So then when there's a patient and the patient has is you know exhibiting symptoms and there's a diagnosis and the co- diagnosis is complicated and it's not quite, it's not certain, you know, but it's only like, 70% certain that it is this that it is this condition. There's a lot of complexities like that. Doctors actually use checklists to help them to keep on track. You know, like they, so that they don't forget to ask the patient important questions, so that they don't forget to run certain tests when tests when they see certain symptoms. And even surgeons, top surgeons, you know, they there are checklists in the operating room to make sure that they don't forget or they don't leave certain parts inside the body when they when they stitch them back up. So checklists help you to walk through key steps in your journey to make sure that you don't you're not missing something. So make your checklist of items that you know in this in in a space right now before you've taken action before you are so far down your journey. Make checklists of what you want to see yourself do. Now, because you you you're in the you're in this practice of writing goals for yourself and setting timelines to them, so with each goal, there also there should also be a checklist on things that you need to do to make sure you don't miss a step. So I hope this was helpful, guys. If you like my content, I I I invite you to subscribe to my podcast. The careerrevisionist.com is my website where you can. Go, if, you, if you go to my website, careervisions.com, you can see other platforms and choose your favorite platform to subscribe, whether you use iTunes or Spotify or Google um, Podcast, all the platforms are there. So re- re- visit careervisions.com and leave a review as well. Your reviews are very important to me. If you have any questions or comments, leave those in the review as well because I read every single one of them and I'd be happy to answer your questions in my next podcast.